0: Hi, welcome to another edition of the Parent Pivot Podcast. I am the co one of your co hosts, Steve Cummings.
1: And Julia Cummings.
0: Hey, we're here today, and we've been telling folks that as you listen to this podcast, we are going through this in real time. And one of the things that's on our heart is we are relatively new, empty nesters. Our last child got married in October of 20, so we're a little, what, over two years of being empty nesters. I'm sure some of you out there have been doing this longer, and you really need to be running this broadcast and not us, this (laughs) podcast. But we want to share things as they happen in real time. We don't have all the answers And today's podcast might be kind of raw because we've been thinking about something over the last 24, 48 hours about being an empty nester. So, sweetheart, I'm going to turn it over to you.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, when I think of empty nesters, there are two different periods of time, really, in empty nesting. (laughs) Um, The first is when your kids go to college, which really isn't true empty nesting because your kids still need you. Um, you're paying for their college, you know, things like that, that, um, or maybe you're not paying for their college, but they're still just that age. They're just young adults. Um, then there's that second wave of empty nesting when they get married and they're really gone. They're, they're gone. You suddenly have in-law children. So we went from four to eight children. Yep. Um, and you're dealing
0: with uh, tra- traditions that go on with your family and their families and you're trying to make some adjustments. And we've talked about that before, but that's not where we're going this time.
1: Right. So um, really. So like Steve said, we're coming to you in real time today. Uh, just we were at lunch having a conversation about all of this and I find myself in tears um, because the reality is part of it is that you just uh unless you have a real um as a woman anyway sure sure unless you have a real outside the home career where you are going to work every day and you're, as you're
0: raising your kids
1: yeah and then you continue on with that after they're gone um you probably you know maybe if you're smart you have a good nest egg you've been good at saving where you and your spouse can um, travel together and have fun together and things like that. That would be the ideal, right? Sure. sure. Um,
0: but for those moms who've stayed at home all their lives and been awesome moms and raised the kids, on and a not that
1: m- moms work who are right. Not awesome no, I know. Moms. So you're, you're
0: trying to survive on a single income. <laughs> I wasn't trying to go there, but yeah, um, your identity's been wrapped up in being mom,
1: right? So yeah, I stayed home for many years, and um, and I do counseling. I have a counseling practice but it's it's small it's uh you know it's not eight hours a day five days a week type right. of thing right. so um you know there's a part of me that there are some regrets with that that I actually maybe I should have really worked on a career and not stayed home full-time and and things like that maybe something would looked a little different now um but I will say this, in real time, and this is me just being raw and honest with my story and my journey. And I really understand that everybody's journey and story is completely different. But in my story, it's hard. It's, it's really hard. Um, I want something every day to wake up to, to do. And there aren't always things that are to do, that are out there to do. Um,
0: Your kids don't need you as much. They're not tugging at you. They, now that they're married, you want them to be independent. Yeah. You want to give them their privacy. And you want to give them their space. Right. And we've talked a lot about, you know, we can. that's how we're shifting from being a parent to a partner because we don't want to be in their face every day with text messages or phone calls and things like that because we're so needy, yet we've built that culture of strong relationships as we raise the family.
1: Right. And this isn't even just all about the kids this is about your life it's about what you create your life to be at this stage and um i was having a conversation with somebody else this weekend and realizing that we have a lot of the same hurts a lot of the same feelings of whether it be insignificance or feeling um irrelevant um Things like that. And part of the advantage when you have kids, we all have had that that thing where our kids connect us to people. Right. You are on the baseball field and you're making friends around you. Going to or church together. You're going to church Vacation. together. You're raising your children together. You are at school dropping your kids off and you talk to people and you know there are many different points of connection when you have children in your home. And
0: if we pause right there, most people would say, "Well, I've still got that even after my kids got married." However, we moved across country. Right. So 30 years raising your kids in one area, we're now in a new part of the country starting all over again in our mid to late 50s, and that's where we're that's the spot that we find ourselves in.
1: Right. Um, Although I have talked to people who haven't moved Mm -hmm. and kind of experienced some of the same things where all of a sudden you just don't have those connection points every day. And so there's this feeling of nobody prepares you for that. When people talk about being an empty nester, at least in my experience, it's always been about... Your marriage and your spouse. Right, right. Got to make sure your marriage is intact because yeah. when those kids leave, it's just you two yeah, together. Yeah, you look at each other and
0: go, what do we have in common? Right. What are we supposed to do now?
1: Right, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you hear that, you know, throughout your life raising your children, but nobody's talking about connecting with others. Right. Um, so you're blessed if you are still finding ways to connect with others, whether that be through a job or or you are volunteering somewhere or whatever Um, hopefully you have those connection points in my own personal experience and life I don't have that Um, and part of that is because we did move across country Um, I've been I've been part of a Facebook a group that caught my eye one day called life after California. <laughs> and, um, it's interesting listening to a lot of the people on their talk and they all have different reasons for leaving California, but ultimately it's, you know, most people feel oppressed by either money right. or politics or something. Right. there. But
0: there's a relational piece you're, <clears throat> you're probably getting to.
1: Right. But a lot of the people talk about how much they miss their friends and family. Um, but it is a big step at our age, at this empty nest age, mm-hmm. without children, mm-hmm. to make a change, uh, any change. Right. Even if you've never moved, let's say you decided, you know what? I finished raising my kids here at this church, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go try another church. Um, it's it's always a big move. There are, there are things that you're let it letting go of and roots that you're cutting off. And, um, it can be tough in my case. Um, there is the feeling Now we moved eight years ago. Um, there is the feeling that you have, you are the one that has moved away. So in everybody else's life, it just continues on the way it was. And you have just been kind of picked out and put somewhere else
0: out of sight out of mind
1: and so you yes it's a lot of out of sight out of mind so it becomes all on you to stay in touch um so there's that dynamic then there's a dynamic of moving to a new place um in our case it's the south and it's a different culture it's it's a different culture women here i find are different than women in southern california Some of that's good, some of that's bad. Um, So it's I find it more difficult to make friends. Also, you have the um, reality of coming into a situation, and again, this can be wherever you live, coming into a situation where people have established friendships. And so while they might be nice, you might go to lunch with them, you may not have the depth of friendship that you had. Yeah. With people that, as you were raising your children. You're in that
0: acquaintance level. You haven't d- d- dropped down into a, a closer friend where you're invited to a wedding or a shower right. or a birthday party or a 4th of July party and things. But um, empty nesting looks different um, to everybody. And um, if you have a situation, I'm just going to put a little plug in here for our email address. Mm-hmm. If you have questions or want to talk about this more, email us at parentpivotpodcast at gmail.com, Parent pivot. Podcast at com, But, um, yeah, what else, hon?
1: Well, I would, um, I would ask you as a man. Mm. I mean, this is my woman experience. Um, and again, I, I don't know that I've said this before, but I'm one of the most emotional people on the face of the planet. Well,
0: you're an empath. Tell people what an empath is.
1: <laughs> I'm a total empath. Um, You know, a superpower and a curse all at once. I can walk into any room and it's like I have antenna. And I can sense how everybody's feeling. I can feel the stress in the room. I can feel the joy in the room. Um, I can look at most people and sense if they're in a good place or a bad place. And as an empath, you have a tendency to take it on. Right. Um, You have a tendency to want to help why I'm a counselor.
0: And when you're a nine on the Enneagram, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, and you're the peacemaker, you see all that stuff and read people's faces, and you don't want them to be hurting, or you want to get to know them at a deeper level, find what's going on. That's why you're the counselor. That's why you're so good at it. So it becomes a blessing and a curse. Right. And uh, on the opposite side, as I'm watching my spouse do all that, um, I, I struggle with it too, because I've got um, men, now a lot of it has to play more into our introvert, extrovert <laughs> personality too. You're more of an introvert. You're recharged from being alone, but yet when you get to know Julia, um, uh, she is your a lifelong friend, and she goes deep quickly, and just wants to have another close friend to share every every emotion that she's feeling <laughs> with. And sometimes I don't always understand them. I can sit there and and feel that, but um, you know, for me, it's, it's the same thing. We moved across country, and it takes a while to establish. Those like she talked about those rhythms of having another couple you identify with, that you can go out and do some fun stuff with. So here we are sitting. We've just turned the corner at 60 and 61. Um, we won't tell you which is which, but you know right there. And we're 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 new at grandparenting. This is we've been at it for three years now, and we're enjoying it. And and hopefully there'll be more to come here in the next you know five ten years, and things will look different. But we struggle. We are we get lonely. We don't always have the resources to. Uh, travel the world. We aren't always invited to things. We found out about later, and so we we feel uh, like we're not wanted. We feel like we don't belong. And yet we're sitting here on a podcast talking to y'all out there, going, "Hey, does anybody else identify with us? Maybe we should tar- start a Facebook um, social media." That's what they tell you when you start a podcast. You need to have some social media going. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It's kind of like being a parent. You 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 get pregnant. You go to a hospital let's say, on average, traditional way, you have this baby and you go home, there's no manual to follow. In fact, I remember Will Smith one time saying on TV, he goes, you know, I'll buy a big screen TV and it comes with a thousand page manual. I put this baby in my car, leaving the hospital. There's no manual with it. It's like nobody tells you what to do to become a parent. And what we're trying to shift from now, from here, is with this whole purpose of this podcast, is to become a partner. Well, being a partner is an intentional path to take a step back saying my children my adult children don't need me hovering anymore Mm -hmm. they are going to make mistakes they know where I come from they're going to need to figure things out by themselves and I want them to come back to me and ask us for advice and us for counsel so that when things do go wrong we're there for them so meanwhile they're often enjoying life they're building their career. They're figuring it out. They're starting their first apartment, their next apartment. I think some of our kids have moved two, three, four times in the first couple of years of marriage, just like we did. Mm-hmm. I think in the first, what, three or four years of marriage, sweetie, we moved like seven times.
1: It was a lot.
0: <laughs> so they're figuring it out. And they will get there, and they are getting there. And we just want to be there and be available for them. Um, and in and, and doing that, there's all this extra time. It's like I used to have all these relationships around me every day when I came home from work. Mm-hmm. And you had them around and you had them from morning noon and night <laughs> then they went to high school it started to taper off a little bit they go to college it kind of shuts down a little bit and but they, it comes back if they if they move back and um and now here you are they're all married and out of the house and we have one that one of our our kids lives here with her husband and we see her probably more often and the other three are out on the west coast mm-hmm. so that's that's our life that's what we go through as empty nesters. And um, yeah, some days are some days are better than others.
1: Yeah, but in the end, to to swing this to a positive note. Yes. So I've been very emotional today for yes. various various reasons. Yes, you and, have. And that's why we chose to do this right now. Just, you know, most people that you hear on a podcast or you hear speaking up front, you're not seeing their emotion in the raw moment. They've
0: got it all together. I'm supposed to yeah, listen to they, their experience they may, and follow them.
1: Right. They may tell you about what happened, um, but in that moment, they're not feeling it right then anymore. And if you can hear me, my nose is kind of nasally because I was crying earlier. Um, And so I just want to be real. I just want to be real and authentic and say, yeah, we're doing this podcast and we are quote unquote, Experts in relationships because of degrees we have and because of counseling we do and all of that. But that does not make us any less real or anything. So I just wanted to kind of put it out there and be super authentic. So swinging from the raw, authentic, life is hard um, sometimes moment. I want to swing to how do you get from that to feeling better? Mm. How do you get from being in tears, whether it be one tear or a puddle of tears, um, how do you get from there to, yeah, just feeling better, making sure you function, the fact that you can smile? Um, How do we go from point A to point B? So I'm gonna swing that to you first.
0: Yeah, um, I didn't used to, to. The reason she's doing this, I didn't used to be this emotional person. I did not know what my emotions were and spent a lot of time just stuffing them down. I think that's what we do as men. Women can connect in like 30 seconds when they meet somebody and they want to go out for lunch, they say you no, know, they're gone for two or three hours and they're best friends. And we're like, okay, I need to go hunting and fishing or watching a football game or having a beer with somebody before I really connect with a man. And even then, it's all surface level stuff. We're not talking about what's going on deep inside us. And so for me, it's just been in the last six, seven, eight years that I've, I've, I've been getting in touch with me. And I would venture to say that's a part of wholehearted living. We tend to neglect that uh, in the church. I'm reading a book right now, um, Emotional Healthy Discipleship by Pete Scazzaro. And he's, point, he's on point with the fact that we think of discipleship and we think that it all has to be biblical knowledge and we go to church we check boxes and and really there's this emotional side to having a whole heart because God God had emotions Jesus had emotions and the Psalms are full of emotions but where I'm going with that is just um, developing a space with you and Jesus reading some good books finding um, some time to just commune more with him because truly if we think about it we're not always alone we're always, we always have Him. And I don't mean that to sound in a trite way. There's a way to actually listen to His voice. And it takes uh, some practice, just like anything else would take practice. I never sat there, I mean, I went to seminary, and they don't teach us in seminary. They don't teach it in church. And yet, each one of us can hear God's voice. And I think when we're able to start developing that ability to do that, and He's more than happy to show us. And if you're open to some suggestions, email us. We'll send you a list of some things uh, that will do that. We'll help with that. Um, one of my our friends, I'm gonna call him a friend, I haven't met him face to face yet, Jamie Winston, Winship. Winship. Jamie Winship. If you google identityexchange.com, um, I'm i reading his stuff and we're involved in some of his content, and that's replacing a lot of my identity, not, And not replacing, that is replacing my false identity and filling me in with my, my true identity. When we understand what our true identity is, we're able to move forward um, on a day-to-day basis, not saying that I don't have bad days, but things just start to make more sense because I'm communing with with the God of this universe and with Jesus every moment of every day. So when my kids aren't talking to me and I wanna be talking to them, I talk to Jesus. I know that sounds simplistic. I'm not a simplistic type of person. I like depth just like Julia does. And we're here to just wanna help you uh, learn to become a partner with your adult kids um, and not stay stuck in a mode of parenting uh, things. We want to see you have a healthy relationship with your adult children. Mm. Any last things before we head for this podcast?
1: Well, I want to tell my part oh. of how I get from point A to point B because we are very different. That's true. All right, go for it. Um, we have plenty of time. Yeah, we're, we're on no time constraints. Um and where I go with that is, like I said, I'm much more emotional. So I can find myself feeling very sad, very fast. Um, Steve is more of a doer. I'm more of a beer. Um, I'm and, getting better. <laughs> yeah. And so I just, I, I move slower. I There are just so many different things. So in that... I may wake up in the morning and I think anybody can experience this. It doesn't matter what type of person you are, but Satan attacks in the morning. Yeah, he does. It, there's, there is, um, or in the middle of the night you, where you just have, you can feel the accuser accusing you of things yep. or, um, making you question things or whatever. So as I struggle with that, um, Sometimes I might turn on the Bible app and I just might let that just play in my ear when I'm laying in bed. I
0: heard that this morning.
1: Yeah, so that I can just hear God's voice at that moment. Um, Turning on praise music, I do that. Um, One of the things that I do consistently when I feel myself kind of dropping in a mood, um, I often reach out to people. So I find myself texting people and reaching out and putting some thought into someone else. So if there's somebody I haven't talked to in a while, I might text them and say, Hey, God put you on my heart. I just want to let you know I'm praying for you. Or how is that thing that you had told me about? Um, something like that. Something to get my mind off myself. Yeah. That's, that works a lot for me. It's
0: about connection and being intentional.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And even though that oftentimes, in in this day and age of technology, we all feel that tension between real connection and fake connection. Yep. And oftentimes when you're doing anything through technology, it's, it's fake connection. We need some real connection that's face-to-face yep. and touch-to-touch yep. and and things like that. So even though texting someone is not the real connection that I want or perhaps that I need, um, it still is enough to get me out of that space to move forward yeah. and to go from point A to point B. The other thing I do, and again, this goes to Steve saying I'm an introvert. Introverts, it's just harder for us to perhaps um, step out of our comfort zone And so I intentionally do things to step out of my comfort zone um, just to keep myself moving. I don't allow myself to use introversion as an excuse, I guess, is what I want to say. And I think that's true of any type of person you are. We all have the tendency to, like, we take the Myers-Briggs type indicator and we go, oh, I'm this. And we say that like it's this is the way I am and this is the box I'm in and we tell people who we are and we say um, that's just who I am deal with it right that's kind of our attitude oftentimes but God calls us higher he calls us to grow and he likes
0: us out of our comfort zone.
1: Likes us out of our comfort zone. So that's a battle, yeah. It is. So, but those are the those are the positive things. And oftentimes between you and me and the things that we're talking about here, we go from point A to point B. We can sh- make a shift. We can um, get ourselves in a better place. We can look outside of ourselves, and that's really what. It's about, and that's what this whole podcast is about, honestly. Because when we talk about being going from parenting to partnering, we're talking about it's it's not about us; it's about our kids and what they need, and yeah.
0: And with that, the marriage has 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 shifted as well too. So if yeah, if we're if we're hitting a chord with you and you're listening to this right now, um, again, I would say shoot us an email. Yeah, Um, we would love to hear from you from y'all. We live in the South. We say y'all. We'd love to hear from y'all at parentpivotpodcast at gmail.com. Send us something saying, hey, I totally identified with you guys in the podcast. You mentioned this. Here's my situation. And what, what would you do to speak to that? And we would uh, leave leave some contact information. We'd be happy to contact you. Another way of getting in contact with us is we both have websites. Do you remember yours, hon? <laughs>
1: ga.com There
0: you go, Metabrook counseling and Ga. And I can
1: do counseling across state lines, so we can do Zoom counseling if, yep. if that's something that somebody we can wants do it, to you do. You can
0: do it one-on-one. We can set up a thing if you want to do it couples and just want to talk about stuff. And then I have my own ministry as well. It's called bringingkingdom.org, kingdom.org. And again, walk with men, help mentor men, help them to live out of the truth of who they really are. And because a lot of this stuff is a whole bunch of components. We've all somehow... Uh, Go all the way back to our childhood, and again, this I'm getting off track here because we're talking about empty nesters. But (laughs) as far as identity goes, the accuser likes to get in our head. We've shaped our worldview based on how we experienced life from zero to twelve, and we've carried that on into young adulthood, marriage, and now we're empty nesters and grandparents. We're going. Wait a minute, what happened? My world has just gone upside down, and some lies we've been believing about ourselves all our lives. So that's what bringing kingdom is all about. And I walk with different men, so feel free to contact us either there. Either place, but the parent pivot podcast at gmail.com is a good place to go.
1: That's all I got.
0: That's all you got. Great. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you will like and subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends about it. We will uh, hopefully get on social media here shortly. Um, with that, we've got to find someone. Maybe our daughter will um, promote that for <laughs> us because we're not social media people, but we realize that uh, baby boomers are out on Facebook. So we just ask you, if you like this, you know some other... Um, parents of adult children who could benefit from this, uh, we would be grateful for you to to share it and to subscribe to it. But until next time, uh, we will talk to you later. I'm Steve Cummings.
1: And I'm Julia. Have a great day. Bye.